0: Blog Talk Radio. Right now, and uh, you know, each day, you know, I'm you know, I've got uh, a lot of experience. Or, as we used to say a lot of water under the bridge, and uh, I it sounds silly here. I'm kind of looking forward to meeting, you know, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not, I don't I don't have a death wish. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there's still things that I, I believe that I've got to do for the Lord, and there's still some things that I would like to do for myself. But nonetheless, Jesus Christ is coming soon, and when you start looking at, you know, uh, the news, and and I have to admit that I've been too busy uh, the last uh, – pretty much the last month uh, – I haven't really had a chance to keep up with it, and I I look at it a little bit uh, through the day, and that's about it. I I used to spend maybe about a half hour a day looking through uh, what's going on in the world. But anyway, hey, this is John Glencoe coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio. It is a Monday night, uh, February 19th, um, 2018, and uh, uh, my weekly, mostly weekly show. I'm probably going to miss a week or two here in the very near future. A few things coming up. Uh mostly Monday night show called Something to Think About. And I always like to give you something to think about. And one of the things that you I always like to give you something to think about is simply do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And I know there's atheists out there that scoff at me. I I have uh encountered a few not recently because I'm no longer out in the, the public realm, so to speak. Having my faith, literally, uh, uh, I had a, a fellow coworker many, many years ago. We were ascending a flight of steps, and she turned around to me with with vitriol in her eyes. I and mean, how can you believe in this creation stuff? Totally got me unexpected. Um, kind of caught me off guard. So I told her, How can you believe in evolution? And uh, she went on to rattle off some stuff, and then I said, Well. I said that's nothing. Uh, one of these days we'll sit down and talk about it. Well, she retired shortly thereafter that. We never did have that discussion, but I hope someday that we might. Anyway, prophecy being fulfilled, uh, biblical prophecy, uh, is why I really believe the Bible as much as anything. My wife and I had an interesting discussion today. It, it kind of, kind of got started uh as we are those of you that know me personally know that my wife and i we have our farm for sale we call it a farm we've raised horses and cows most of our 44 years of married life and it's just too much um uh here in uh south central pennsylvania it's just too much to carry care for and, and we put it on the market it's about been about a little less than a year now and uh but we got to talking about our early years in faith and I've said this many times on the show I was raised in the Catholic church uh, educated in the Catholic school system from grades 1 through 12 was an altar boy for I don't know 5 or 6 years uh, late in high school um, you know was told that hey I would make a good uh, Christian brother or priest or something but by that time unfortunately I had discovered the joys of sinning and I uh, wasn't interested in that at all in uh, May of nineteen seventy five A tragic uh incident got me to thinking about my mortality and uh, my real relationship with Jesus Christ. Uh, a few days of pensive reflection, and I realized that, hey, wait a minute, there was <laughs> you know I-, I was on the wrong path." And uh, I'm not saying all Catholics are 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 on the way to hell. I believe most, the vast majority, uh, are on the way to heaven. But but they're making horrible mistakes in, in what they're, they're being taught anymore, particularly about the uh, rise of Mariology. I'm I'm sorry. That is, be careful with that. Run away from that. I'm if you're a Catholic and you hear this message. You know, Mary is was the mother, uh, the earth mother, the birth mother of Jesus Christ. Remember, he laid down his divinity. So, therefore, this sounds kind of weird to think it through. If he laid down his divinity to come to earth, therefore, he was not God. So, she is not the mother of God. She's the mother of Jesus Christ. All right? Now, I believe that, you know, the Holy Spirit was strong in Mary. And eventually, on the day of Pentecost, she, like the others in the upper room, were baptized fully. Yes, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, and had a, a deeper and a fuller understanding about um, about Jesus as the Son of God and why He came. Um, but I, I realized that it was we are saved by faith uh in the grace of God, uh, we're saved by grace, really, is what Scripture says, not by works. You know, I, I do things uh, for the Lord not to earn brownie points. And I, I ask God often to, to make sure I, I'm not drifting with the, going along with the wrong motives. I, I, I Probably the only concern that I have uh, is that some of the things that I have done for the Lord, you know, my motives may have been wrong. Uh, and that, that does does worry me, you know, because we're all going to stand before the, the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, so I I pray that when I do things like this show or teach a class to adults or children, or the you know the occasions where I get a chance to preach, you know, from the pulpit, uh, that my motives are indeed correct and uh, they are there for uh, I'm I'm. Doing work for the Lord that that He appreciates, and I want to be His hands and feet. And um, and and when my work is over, I expect Him to call me home. And that's why I have said many times, uh, I don't believe a, a, a Christian dies until you know their work uh, is finished. Now you know death happens, and uh, there's there's all kinds of theories about why you know accidental deaths happening, like this god awful demonic. Shooting of innocents in 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 Florida. Uh, if you want to understand, if you want to understand that why these things happen, I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I was looking here for it. I think I let someone borrow it just a few days ago. Uh, I gave that to them. I'm looking for it right now, but I, I know this. Get on Amazon.com right now and find a book called The Black Awakening. By, yeah, no, 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 they brought it back. Uh, The Black Awakening, uh, The Rise of the Satanic Super Soldiers, and The Coming Chaos. It's written by uh, a gentleman I met. I had the privilege of meeting him several years ago, Russ Dizar. Uh, I have his book, and he was kind enough even to sign it for me. Um, And uh, nonetheless, having said that, you need to read it. It's a scary book to read. Now I love to read. I have several hundred volumes, you know, on my bookshelf here, you know, in, in my office, and I have read, you know, um, the extreme majority, probably about 98% of them. Some were given to me. I just haven't had a chance to read them yet. Many of them read twice or three times. Read his book. It is scary. It's a book that no one should read. And and how he was able to write it, I have no idea. But it, it will explain to you far better than i could ever do why such evil things are happening not here in the united states but all over the world okay it is you know as is uh the prophet joel says in the last days god's going to pour out his spirit well if god's going to pour out his spirit guess what satan don't you think satan's going to pour out his spirit and he has uh he has uh, his uh, soldiers okay and they're just waiting for some type of trigger, some type of command, uh, to settle off in their brain, and um, uh, and, and they go they they go uh, crazy. They they do something. Um, you know, I I I don't know if I've ever met uh, a person who has been uh, psychologically programmed. By the devil, I'm sure I have. I know I I was involved, and I'm I, I'm bragging, but I'm proud to say that I was involved in in casting. Uh, literally, I mean, we casted, you know, uh, two demons out of of two individuals. Uh, one young man, uh, you know, he wasn't going to take it. The the demon caused him to rise up. And I'm a big man. I'm I'm not uh, small. You know, about a little over six foot two. I was well. I've lost some weight, thank God. Uh, you know, probably about that time I was about, you know, I maybe about 235 pounds. And I grabbed this kid, and he was just a skinny little kid, a little runt. And, man, when he, he put a squeeze on me, it kind of hurt. So I kind of squeezed him back, and I kind of hurt him. Because when I was squeezing back, I was praying in tongues and demanding, you know, that, 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 that this demonic uh, demon let him go physically. And he did. And perhaps we should begin to pray. We Christians who really are full of the Holy Spirit, who are mature in your faith, don't try to do this if you're not mature in your faith, okay? If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence speaking in other tongues, I would find some time very, very quickly, very soon, you know, to to meet with uh, other uh, believers who are full of the Holy Spirit of God and begin to pray and ask for the revelation, for the receiving of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In fact, I, 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 wanna, I came across something that, you know, a little while ago that I want to share with you about that. But it is time. We've got to understand, brothers and sisters out there, we've got to understand that, that as the Holy Spirit is being poured out, you know, as the Prophet Joel said, you know, Satan is also pouring out his spirit. As soon as, as, as I hate to say this, we're, we're going to see an outbreak of military action very soon in the Middle East. As war breaks out on this planet, and I pray to God, I hope it doesn't. But there's no stopping it at this point. War is going to break out in heavenlies, and I've studied this, you know, deeply when I was uh, year a few years ago when I was praying and studying about, you know, the breaking of the seals. You know, I don't, I don't believe, I, and in fact, I've researched this and I've asked uh, many, 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 many great men and women of God explain to me why the seals are part of God's judgment, part of Jacob's troubles, part of the tribulation period. And you know what I can find out? There, there is no biblical reason, none, none, absolutely zero, no biblical reason to, to it can conclude that the rider of, of the white horse, uh, you, you know, in the book of Revelation, starts the tribulation period. You've heard me say on this show, I really believe that the rider on the white horse was Saddam Hussein years ago because if you stop and think about it and you particularly study the word you know the he held a bow in his hand or had a bow however translation you have it it's not a bow and arrow the the it's not a mistranslation it's a misunderstanding of the meaning and that meaning is he's he's bringing forth he, he brought what did he bring forth he brought forth the other the other riders and if you study what has happened in the world basically since the um, first Gulf War, and then particularly the second Gulf War, you're going to find out, my friends, that the evidence for the other riders, you know, is overwhelming, overwhelming. It's, it's, to me, it's, it, it, it's indefensible if you say, well, you know, uh, the, the first rider goes out, uh, you know, right after the, the rapture of the, of the believer. No, they're loose. I show you where the rapture takes place, and it matches up perfectly with, you know, Revelation 12. You know, we're going to be experiencing, experiencing, you know, I hope we Christians don't. I don't know when the rapture occurs during the breaking of the seal. I surely hope it occurs at the very beginning. But if it occurs at the very end, we're going to see some tough times for a while. I don't know how long. But nonetheless... You know, it is time. It is time to be praying, you know, that these super soldiers, if you want to call them, that are going to be helping to to trigger, you know, the the, the chaos in in the world. Specifically, I believe, not so much in the Middle East, but in the countries around the world. You know, we're talking about Europe and and North America and South America, you know, and in uh, the Asiatic countries. Excuse me, in in Polynesia, you know it, it you know we, we think these school shootings are horrible, well, you know there's also there's also been knifings in school. uh you don't often hear too much about that, but yet you know I remember there's one over in I believe it was in Murraysville, which is not too far from where I live, uh here in Pennsylvania, where a kid I think stabbed, I don't know twenty kids, something like that uh, It's been a while, and I just don't remember the details but we need the holy spirit to lead and guide us into the, into all truth. You know, as I was looking here at stories, you know, I don't know if I'll get into this or not about, you know, the building of the third temple or are, are very common coming out of Israel, you know, almost daily. And we know the tensions, you know, in the Middle East, you know, now that ISIS seems to be subdued, but yet, we, where does all this new hostility, where do all these new tensions come from? It's biblical prophecy. We have to consider Daniel 9 and Ezekiel 38-39, the War of Gog and Magog, for, for starters. The War of Gog and Magog, I, I hope it takes place you know, right at the start of the tribulation period. But it may be the precursor to it. And this is a war that God starts. Yes, you heard me right. God puts a hook into their jaw and pulls them into the Middle East and i really believe that is you know uh, uh probably turkey and uh and its allies and russia all right uh, there's still a lot that we don't know there but we definitely need the holy spirit uh you know a, a typical question you know a typical christian you know believes that jesus christ is lord great i'm glad that you do but there's more to it more to it. Paul gives us all cl- kinds of clues through his letters. You know, you you go to church, you know, maybe you have a, a weekly fellowship, uh, you know, maybe go to a Bible study. That'd be great if you did. You know, maybe even memorize some scriptures. <clears throat> but yet, did you ever feel that something is missing? <clears throat> Excuse me. Maybe that you're, you're you don't even know what it is. Uh, and from time to time, you come a little delusion, disillusioned with your faith, and uh, you know you really can't explain why. Um, I, I've encountered not often, but I've encountered a, you know a few particularly young people, young in their faith, where people say, "Listen, there's got to be more." My friends, there is. Okay, uh, you you eventually will reach a point. Where you know that that God has more to offer, and He's just waiting for you to cry out and to receive it, because God will give it to you freely. All right? Um, I had a strong desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, oh, maybe 20, uh, 25 years ago. Uh, I was fascinated, I'll say it like this, with people who spoke in other tongues. I hadn't, did I, I kind of know now why it happens, but you know, at that time I didn't. Um, and I, I wanted it. In, in fact, I had been uh, with, had been attending a, uh, an Assembly of God church for quite some time, where the speaking of tongues was, was rather common. Not every Sunday, but common in in services. And I, I guess I had a desire. And in fact, one day I was asked if I would, uh, you know. Uh, take part, it become an active part in, in church leadership. And I was, I'll say it like this, I was flattered that somebody thought enough of me to, to ask. Me. But the one of the conditions was, you know, uh, there were several, but one of the conditions was you had to be born again. Uh, excuse me, you had to be born again, uh, be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the heaven speaking other times. And I always felt God leading me, but I always felt like, you know, there, there was more. And I, I was praying by my bed for several nights, you know, uh, Maybe several several weeks. You know what am I going to do? I, I you know I, I they need a decision soon. I, I can't lie and say that I have, but I haven't. Uh, and so I had to do something kind of stupid. If you would have been there, uh, you know I I I felt you know like you know well actually I heard God tell me make a noise. And it didn't sound really you know spiritual, but I I did. And without going into all the, the details, it, it within moments, something began to well up in me and swell up in me, and it, it, ex, it ex exploded out of my mouth, you know, a beautiful sound, uh, bringing glory and honor and praise to Jesus Christ. Um... <sighs> was talking with a guy at at Churchill maybe a year or two ago and and he had just received the baptism, and he said, up to that time he felt as if you know Satan had was robbing him somehow blocking him from receiving the Holy Spirit, and he was kind of furious and he and and, and, he, and then he became angry with god what are you why are you holding it back and I said, God doesn't hold anything back and i I said, You just need to surrender physically to god we can surrender spiritually but i said try to surrender physically you know you don't you're going to wag your tongue in essence but you know you let god make the noise and when that happened wow you know the the false doctrine out there that teaches you know the holy spirit his gifts and power are done away with you know causes great harm and suffering to the body of christ That's exactly what Satan wants. He desires God's people to walk in defeat and discouragement. So he's bent upon our destruction. Do you ever think of it that way? In that he authored? Satan authors lies? He uses scripture? He uses men and women of God? Oh, yes, he does. To create slander against God's truth? You know, the Bible says that, you know, this, all scriptures are God-breathed and that they will endure forever. So I have to ask you a question. Do you really believe God's Word? I mean, do you really believe it or are you playing games with it? And because I believe the Word of God, I walk successfully in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, His gifts and His power. And you can, too, if you believe Him in His Word. And you're going to need the baptism of the Holy Spirit to make it through these days ahead. You know, 2 Timothy 3:16 to 17 I believe, says all scripture is inspired by God. And is profitable for teaching, for reproof, that's you know for correction, and for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good works. I say, a forty uh, chapter forty somewhere. Uh, the grass withers, the power fades, fades, but the word of God stands forever. That's something to think about, isn't it? The word of God stands forever. Don't argue with me. Heaven and earth is going to pass away, he says. But my words will never pass away. That's, that's Matthew 24. You know, God is truthful. Now, if you think God's a liar, and a lot of people really do, although they won't say it, you know, well, you know, I don't know about that scripture. If you believe God lies to you, something's wrong. You better get a check up from up, Or do you believe that he's truthful in every way? You see, I, I believe God only speaks the truth. And scripture says that you know that Satan's the liar; God's the truth setter, speaker. In His truth, God's truth set me free, and I'm not bound to any religious lies anymore conjured up by Satan. You know, I believe that when the Holy Spirit speaks, and I know there's a woman on TV, and I, this is what kind of triggered all this tonight. You know, she said you got to be mentally disturbed if you have, you know, if God talks to you or Jesus talks to you. Well, he talks to me every day. Hopefully you talk to him every day. Just be patient. Find that quiet time, quiet place. Sit down and say, Lord, I'm all ears. Speak to me. Now, you got to expect him. And I tell you what, the thoughts will come into your head about well, repentance, about serving, about doing, you, you can't imagine. Um, so I believe God when he speaks of the benefits of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 119, one of my favorites. Your word is true from the beginning, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Um, I've just taught this to my, uh, well, I'm in the process of teaching it to, to the kids group that I work with. Uh, John 8, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Well, who's the truth? Holy Spirit. You know, a little later on, you know, John says, sanctify them by your truth, and your word is truth. So God tells us he does not change, and this includes the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all his gifts. He's the same yesterday and forever. better believe it. If you don't, hey, why not? I believe it. And because I believe this, I have the insure, assurance that no matter what happens in today's world, God is stationary. He's not going to change. He promises to never leave me or forsake me. And, and he's my high tower. He's my rock. You know, He's my protector, my defender. And he, he's going to be with me. He's going to protect me. No weapon formed by the enemy shall prosper against me. All right? Scripture says in Hebrews, you know, whether it's Paul or Barnabas who wrote this, you know, or maybe both. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi, I believe, I think it's there, Malachi, I believe it is. For I am the Lord God, I change not. Now, James, this is a good scripture to learn. For every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. That means from God. and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no change or shadow of turning. Now, I was thinking about this. Concerning the baptism of the Holy Spirit, here, here are a few verses found in the Bible. Quoting John seven thirty eight thirty nine. 39. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart shall flow rivers of living water. By this he spoke of the Spirit whom those who believe in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Romans 8, 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. Boy, do I need him for that. For we do not know what we should pray as for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You could could study that out and you'll find it cannot, cannot be spoken or understood. Now he searches the hearts, knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints. That's you and me, if you're a true believer, according to the will of God. Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of sins. And you shall, shall, shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promises to you and to your children. Wow, I love that. And to all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God will call. Acts two, thirty eight, thirty nine. Now he said the Holy Spirit will come upon us, and we would have his power. Now, is your life filled with power of the Holy Spirit? That's a good question. That's something to think about. Only you can decide that. Or are you a little weak in your in, in your walk with the Lord? Yeah, I'm saved and satisfied, Brother John. You Better wake up. Because that's lukewarm speaking. My pastor just preached a, a powerful sermon. In fact, it was a. I even preached a sermon one time uh, myself, but I, he took it in a completely different direction. And, I, and I'm going to just mention to him, I'm going to tease you with this. Uh, it's in the Gospel of John, very early in the Gospel of John. What are the two most? What are the most powerful words in the whole Bible? I'll give you a hint. They were spoken by a woman. Most powerful words in the whole entire New Testament. Nothing more powerful. Early in the Gospel of John, I'll give you another clue. Jesus gets invited to a party. He and his his buddies, the disciples, they get invited to a party. Somebody was getting married. Where, where are those powerful words? A woman spoke them. What are they? I'm gonna, I'm gonna paraphrase it. Well, no, I'll say it like this. I don't have the script right front, but I'll say it like this. Mary, his birth mother, said to the servants, "Do what he says. Do what he says. Most powerful words in the whole New Testament. Do what he says. I'm not perfect at it." Man, I I probably one of the worst ever, but I'm trying to do what he says. And when I do things, to do this show, or to stand up and preach, or to pray for somebody and expect healing, man, I, the the, the power is all power is there. It, it's it, it's a it, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing knowing that you're you and basically the the of glory of God is around you. That's the power. Now, if you're not Hey, if you're not full of the Holy Spirit yet, what are you going to do about it? Now, one of my favorite verses about the Holy Spirit, Acts one eight, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Wow, what's this Holy Spirit going to be able to do? And you shall be my witnesses. Now, notice the, the sequence. The sequence is extremely important here. In Jerusalem, okay, the spiritual capital of the Jews, Jesus was a Jew, by the way. And a Jew's going to be king of the world someday soon. Bet you never thought of that. And he says, you know, go first to Jerusalem and then to Judea and Samaria, okay? Those were the, you know, the outlying uh, provinces, if you want to call them that, of, of the Jews. And then to the ends of the world. Jesus is saying you're going to have power to go in the whole world. Now Luke 11, 11 to 13. Wow, this is powerful. If a son asks for bread from any of you who is a father, will you give him a stone? Hey, if my son asks me for something to eat, I'm not going to tell him, here, toss him a rock. Or if he asks for a fish, and I give him a, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, and you give him a snake instead of a fish, would you do that? Is there a rattlesnake at him? <coughs> Or if he asks for an egg, will you give him, give him a stinging bug, a, a scorpion? <clears throat> well, you know you wouldn't do that. Hopefully you wouldn't do that. But if you then, now notice what Jesus says here. It's powerful. The words kind of hurt a little bit. Being evil. Being evil. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? See, I had to ask. And there, there was a lesson that goes back to, you know, uh, to what I just referred to a little bit ago about about John, you know, the, uh, you know, the, the story of Jesus' first miracle. It's very deep, you know. I, I was focused on the words that Mary spoke, but my pastor went in a completely different direction, you know, uh, and and I, I found it fascinating. I still do. You know, they wanted one. They wanted something. Do you want something? Then you've got to work for it. The servants had to go go, uh, fill the jars. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Acts 2-4. Remember, Jesus is God's gift to the sinner. Thank God for this. And the Holy Spirit and his baptism are for the believer only. Now, if you've already received Jesus as your Savior and like to be baptized in the holy spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues then uh, let's just do it like this you know put your hand over your heart or raise your hands to the heaven and pray <clears throat> keeping in you know uh, keep in mind that you're going to start out you know in your earthly language your native tongue but if you honestly seek this and believe this You have to surrender your body to God. Simple prayer like this, and this will get you started. I'm not going to bring it to conclusion. You're going to have to do this. Dear Heavenly Father, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I ask you in his name for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I believe and receive from you right now. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Now, you've heard me say this several times tonight. You're going to need the Holy Spirit to get you through the the days, months, perhaps years ahead. We're going to need it. So now is the time to put your faith in action. You're going to do what I did. Open up your mouth, move your tongue, and rely on God. Make a noise. Then make another noise. And another. And another. And then another. And when you submit yourself physically don't be surprised that God will honor you he's not going to wag your tongue for you he'll not force you but as you activate faith he will flow through you with this utterance gift both Jesus and and, and the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit are the greatest gifts to, to be received and open and we need to use them right now because I tell you this, this this world is is going going crazy you know i was reading an old article here uh it, it popped up uh i think it's, this occurred um early two thousands you know i it just it just came i i just kind of found it and and i thought i would i would look at it again you know um a a teacher um I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to find out the state. I think it was in New Jersey. I'm pretty sure it was in New Jersey. This teacher, okay, there was a teacher. I spent 29 years in the classroom. You know, I was mostly an eighth grade science teacher. Uh, She got on on Facebook, you know, like I have done, but I never really fiddled much with Facebook until a couple years ago, uh, and declared that homosexuality was a sin. I would have too. It's a, as she said here, it's a perverted spirit. Yes, it is. I know this to be true. Um, and she she went on to say that sodomy is unnatural, it's immoral behavior, that is against the nature and character of God. And she's right. Um, she was, uh, I don't think she was arrested, this teacher, but she was charged, uh, and basically she was suspended from teaching for three years. Now, I, I uh, they they said her uh, the state of New Jersey uh, uh, rejected or renounced her teaching c- her certificates. Um, the state sided with the Department of Education, suspending this lady, this teacher's certification in elementary and nursery school and special ed teacher for handicapped students. And you know, I, I don't know whatever has, has become of that. But you know, for for expressing you know Christian beliefs. Now this is this is like I said. Uh, the, if, you've you've heard me say a lot. You know that the Christianity is under under persecution here in the United States. Uh, this one's got me worried. You you Baptist folks out there. Uh, February fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. The Cooperative Baptist Fellowship, a Georgia-based network of 1,800 churches with missionaries in more than 30 countries around the world announced Friday that and lifted an 18-year hiring ban on practicing homosexuals for some roles but will not consider them for leadership roles in the organization. Good. How about this? How about inviting, and, and all churches, well, if you're a powerful church, Inviting the homosexuals, the prostitutes, the sinners, into your in, inside your church, and showing them scripturally where such things are sins, displeasing to God. You know, they say here we're a fellowship, a big tent, of faithful believers and autonomous, innovative churches in partnership. While we do not agree on everything, we have shown Baptists and others that we can come together in a relatively short amount of time, focus on what unites us and come out of it, poised for a bright future. In the organization's previous hiring policy, CBF leaders pointed to an adherence of traditional biblical understanding of human sexuality as a requirement for employees. Go back to that. I'm sorry. I'm not a hobophobe. I, I know, I've taught kids, unfortunately, you know, that as they got older, they declared you know, their allegiance to their same sex. I've also, unfortunately, had several that I know suffered emotionally from this, and at least one, I believe, ended his own life because of it. You know? <laughs> I don't, you know, in First Thessalonians uh, chapter 5, we're told to avoid all appearance of evil. Don't argue with me. That's what Scripture says. Homosexuality is evil. Avoid it. How do you avoid it? You preach to the homosexual. I'm not gonna say you, you 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 know don't, but when you invite them in and, and give them uh, you know positions of of whatever, you're you're looking for trouble. Okay, you're you're starting to let the fox go, go, watch the chickens. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Just be careful. New York City schools cancel father daughter dance to comply with new gender guidelines. An Episcopal diocese votes to avoid using gender pronouns for God in a book of common prayer. I don't know if God's male or female. The, if my understanding is correct, and it's been a long time since I thought about this, the, the, um, the earliest Hebrew writings about God. Okay, they they use general, almost gender neutral pronouns. they, you know, Moses suggests, based on on tones uh, and implications, that God is male. But I don't think God is male nor female. God is God. All right. Florida female student identifies as a male sues to use this old news here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, used to, sues to use boys' restroom, locker room at school. I'm sorry. Okay? And she's female. She does not have male plumbing. Therefore, she uses the female restroom. How about, you know, this is another old middle of January. Are skirts the next men's fashion trend? Well, I tell you what, the only way you're going to see me in a skirt is when I'm dead. Someone dug me up and put one on me. school agrees to pay $800,000 after a transgender student-born female is denied use of, of boys' bathrooms. Well, how's she going to work in a urinal unless she uses a funnel? Just, just God have mercy on us. You know, God is, is the God who controls the future. And... Uh, you know, we may we may think we 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 know things, and we have things under control. Oh, here's one more article that that popped up here. This is just a a, a week or so ago. Now, I didn't get a chance to read this uh, in 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 great depth, but I have uh, I I spent a good bit of my research time last year was reading about the pyramids. And I believe they still play a role, the three big ones there at Giza. uh, I still think they play a role in in biblical prophecy. Well, um, here it is. Mysterious giant coffins discovered in Egypt near Pyramid of Giza may prove existence of the biblical Nephilim. Well, I I think, you know, L.A. Marzulli and and others like him have proved that a long time ago. But anyway... um, I'm just going to to read this. Mysterious giant coffins discovered in 2012 may prove the existence of the biblical Nephilim, and the discovery of said tombs further confirms the historical happenings of the great biblical flood. I believe that the pyramids were were pre-flood. The 24 boxes or tomb were discovered in Egypt in 2012, and they were once originally discovered by Ramesses II, according to basically the the Egyptian records, some 3,300 years ago. The mainstream theory regarding the boxes is that Ramesses II built the burial site, but it's more likely the early Egyptians only discovered the burial site. So just how could the Egyptians move over 24 tombs that weigh roughly 100 tons each? Okay? Uh, mainstream archaeology, archaeology claims that the burial site was for Apis bulls and that the Egyptians believed the Apis bulls were incarnations of the deity Ptah. But the bulls were only incarnations, or were the bulls actually chimeras, chimeras? Some experts, I'm reading here, some experts are claiming that the Egyptians did not build these boxes. I don't think they did, but rather were left on Earth by aliens. Now, I believe in aliens. I don't believe in little green men from the planet, you know, X, Y, Z. But I believe that the aliens that, that do visit the, this planet frequently, you know, are nothing more than, than the <clears throat> disembodied spirits of the dead Nephilim and, and their descendants. All right, this one just popped up on my uh, ticker here. Israel and Egypt signed a historic $15 billion gas deal to strengthen ties. Um, Israel and Egypt <clears throat> have entered into a historic $15 billion deal for natural gas. You know, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said in a statement on Monday, and I guess that's today, but it's going to be Tuesday over there, this will bring billions of dollars to the state coffers, he announced Uh, said announcing the most significant deal with Egypt since it became the first Arab country to sign a peace treaty with Israel. The deal comes in the wake of escalating territorial dispute between Lebanon and Israel over the energy reserves off their coast. Guess what, Lebanon? You don't have a spiritual claim. When you look at the uh, covenant that God cut with Abraham and the territory that he gave, basically from the Nile River to the Euphrates River, you know, we're, we're looking at all of Jordan, most of Syria, Lebanon, uh, parts of Iraq, Iran. Not, no, I don't think Iran as far. Maybe. I don't think. Uh, and a little bit of Saudi Arabia. Come on. <clears throat> Why don't you get on board? Read the Bible. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Let's see here. Um Okay there's a whole lot going on here. Let's see what other quick news. Oh man, the earthquakes gee, volcanoes all over the place it's 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 it's, it's kind of scary what's going on um, <clears throat> the the rise of this new a i artificial intelligence there's so much going on about that that uh I have not been following that very closely but um the blending of AI with humanity <clears throat> I th- I think that's going to get a going to get a boost. I think it's going to be tied in with somehow with the mark of the beast, you know, when people long to die and they can't. Uh another uh, earthquake in Mexico 5.9 <clears throat> Now the ISIS is is kind of on the way out, but it's not because I just got a ticker flash across my news ticker. here. Uh, the Islamic State or ISIS kills 25 Iraqi militiamen near Kirkuk. Kirkuk. Um, Mount Sinabung update: huge eruption and in pic, in pictures of Indonesian volcano. Um, wow, need to see the pictures. Can't show them to you though. Um now this is new. I I I don't know what to make of this yet. <clears throat> I I was going to share some thoughts with you about uh, the building of um uh, the next temple. Uh, this is pretty complicated. I haven't had a real chance to uh, read it and think about it. Uh, it has to do with the Western Wall plan. Uh, I think some of the... This is what I'm guessing. Uh, if you haven't uh, done any research about the building of the Third Temple, a modern-day archaeologists have pretty much now proven... That the temple uh, that was destroyed in 70 A.D., not by the Romans, but by the soldiers in the Roman legions who were probably about 98% Arab, do your homework and you'll find this out. That's why we know that the uh, the prince of the people, you know, the prince, you know, I can't think of it, Daniel, the prince of the people to come, you know, it's not European. It never was going to be European. He's going to be uh, uh, Islamic, really. Um, they're pretty certain now that, you know, that that was a retaining wall for the fortress Antonia, but it may also have been at the the northernmost portion of um, of where the temple was located. And so there's, there seems to be a, a, a movement within Israel, within the uh, Hebraic community, uh, the rabbi, rabbinical community, to begin to look at this archaeological evidence uh, that the Western Wall, the Wailing Wall, um, may have only been remotely connected to the wall that the, that the temple was on uh, the temple was probably somewhere between four to six hundred feet south of this wailing wall. And that's not very far, but nonetheless, it's it, it's it's that's what it is. Um, uh, faith uh, advisors are Trump's own evangel- evangelical advisory board, about twenty conservative Christian pastors and advocates uh they uh just went to israel apparently just got there uh a day or so ago flare ups in israel's north and south uh probably triggered by I- iranian uh, uh, uh by the iranians uh Turkey warned syrian regime as, as 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 this crisis in northern syria we we mentioned there last week about israel striking um and shooting down I think there was a russian plane shot down a turkish plane shot down um, uh, uh, things uh, you know that's going to set the islamic world on fire is saudi women to uh, start businesses without male permission and again i don't know enough about it but but you you got to pay attention to there uh, they talk about saber rattling here we go um iranian general Let's see get his name to pop up here. There's a picture of him. Doesn't look like he's a very happy guy. Uh, on the 10th anniversary of, of slaying Hezbollah military commander Imad, I can't pronounce it properly, so I'm not going to say it, Iran's Quds, Quds, Q-U-D-S, Quds Force Chief Major General Qasem Soleimani says appropriate, says, appropriate revenge is not launching one missile or killing one p- person, but the dismantling and the uprooting of Israel. A top Iranian general lashed out at Israel during a ceremony marking 10 years since the death of the Hezbollah uh, military chief, who was killed in a 2008 car bombing in Damascus that Hezbollah blamed on Israel. Uh, Major General Qasem Soleimani, uh, head of Iran's elite Quds force, pledged retaliation for the uh, this guy's assassination. Before his assassination, uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name and assault him, but Mug nia was one of the world's most wanted terrorists. Uh, We know that Iran has been calling for the destruction of Israel, it seemed like forever. I'm sorry. Uh, I remember back in 2015, uh, the supreme leader, and I remember that Iran is the ram. uh, It has two horns. The first horn that that was big was the, the Ayatollahs. Now the military horn has grown up afterwards. Uh, I remember when Ayatollah Ali Khamenei uh, said Israel would be extinct in 25 years. Uh, not going to happen. Okay? Just not going to happen. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Um, yeah, that's about it, I think. Apple, iPhone. Uh, yeah, this is something i I, I got to deal with later on. Uh, Apple iPhone update removes Easter from calendar. I, I have explained to you, you know, how Easter came about. It's a pagan holiday. I don't care if it's a pagan holiday. It's at least one day of the year that we can celebrate the resurrection of Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the, the evidence for the, the crucifixion being on April 3rd, 33 AD, is, is, is compelling. All right, so that would mean if if that was the Friday that he died, our Lord died on April 3rd, when everything is converted to the Gregorian calendar, which is very difficult, but it seems logical, you know, it is possible, you know, that he would have been in the the grave before sundown. That's day one. Saturday, day two is April the 4th. And day three, Sunday, uh, very early in the morning, the implication there is is that this could have been at night. Uh, Jesus, you know, rose from the dead. I don't know how he did it. I'm just glad he did. And so I kind of wish that Christian leaders in this country would kind of get their heads together, do some serious biblical study. And uh, I know many have. That's why I got the the April third date. I I remember I researched that out years ago, maybe ten years ago or longer. And deep and, and April 5th is really Easter If you want to use that word Easter I don't like to use that word Easter Because I know what it means uh, if, if you don't If you're satisfied and You don't mind using the word Easter Fine, go ahead If you don't know what it means Be happy, enjoy it But you have to ask yourself What does bunny rabbits and eggs I always thought chickens laid eggs Have to do with the resurrection of Jesus Christ And if you do a study on that, you will be amazed at uh, what Easter really is, and that's why the correct term is Resurrection Day or Resurrection Sunday. Jesus laid down his divinity. He came to earth as a man to die for your sins, for my sins. He did this. God uh, raised him from the dead and Jesus said that it was good that he goes away and he's going to prepare a place for us. And, and the implication when everything is ready and there, there's, there's a lot into that, he was going to come and get us, and I believe that day's coming soon. Uh, we're on the verge of hell breaking loose on planet Earth, earthquakes, volcanoes, uh, going off like crazy. Uh, the Black Awakening, Russ Dizdar, re- get the book, read it, It's a book that everyone should read, but yet it's scary enough that no one should read it. Thankful that, you know, he had the courage and understanding uh, to read it. Okay, Uh, the the satanic super soldiers are here, and we Christians have to be full of the Holy Spirit to combat them. You can't do it on your own strength. You just can't. So what do you need to do? First of all, you need to get saved. Then you, once you get saved, you get born again. Once you get born again, you'll get filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you'll begin to cry out for, for more and more and more knowledge and wisdom about God's Word. And when you begin to understand that, that the power of life and death is in the tongue, wow, Satan will start getting a little anxious when you get out of bed in the morning. And he's probably saying, oh, hey, God, isn't it time for him to go home? God says, not quite yet. He's got some things to do for me. I hope that's what God is saying, you know, about me. I'm being a little facetious, but you know, I, I hope so. My friends, if you're if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, why not? It's 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 you know, it's, it's your future. <laughs> I know where I'm gonna go. And um, this one just popped up: 200 earthquakes rumble Yellowstone within the last 2 days. Yeah, it's going to be a big one. Give your life to Jesus Christ. How do you do that simple? A simple prayer, but it's got to be sincere. Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I am a sinner. I have committed sins. I'm sorry for those sins. I don't know one. I don't want to commit sins again i don't want to be in a state of rebellion against you father god i plead the blood of jesus and ask forgiveness for my sins father god i ask you now to save me and to write my name down in the book of life father god i declare to you that i want to live for you send me the holy spirit who will lead and guide me into all truth father god protect me from the enemy from the evil one this the satanic demonic world and, Father God, I ask this, and I believe this to be true, and I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my friend, if you said a simple prayer like that and you meant it, the angels in heaven are rejoicing. But you can't do it alone. You need help. You need to find a Bible-believing, God-fearing, God-loving church. A holy Well, I'm about out of time. I just got a warning note on my computer that says I've got you know 60 seconds left. Hey, until next week, make sure you get saved. Uh, Tri-State Ministry Center located in Pennsylvania, just a few miles from Cumberland, Maryland. Uh, Pennsylvania Route 96, we're a Bible-believing church. Service starts 10 o'clock on Sunday morning. 9 o'clock with yours truly, Adult Sunday School. Find a contact building. Uh, With a burgundy stripe around it. Come on in at 9 o'clock. I'm currently teaching about blessings and curses. That's an interesting one. And uh, Sunday at 10, Sunday night at uh, 6, Wednesday at 7. See you there. Be square. Until then, good night, all.